Hopefully that worked. Yeah. Hopefully. I'm praying that worked. Does anybody have access to the lot to see if it worked? <laughs> Hang on. I want to see. Hopefully it worked because if it didn't, I'm going to be so upset. I worked so hard on that. I'm sure it did. Oh, snap. Anybody there? Ah, it doesn't matter. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Brandon Cole is, is watching. Yo, Brandon. what up, Brandon? Hey, hey, Brandon, did you see the intro? Did you see the intro? Before we get started, did you guys see the intro? The, my man, Kev, did you see? Was the intro there? Let, let, let me know. Let me know right now. Yep, Kevin said he could see it. What up, Kevin? All right. Okay. All right. So we're good. We're live, good. Chris. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Pin the Whole Effing Gas Podcast. Today, we have a special guest. But first, I am your host, Cool Jewels. And I am here with Chris, the whole effing show, Simcoe, mega as always. And joining us today, all the way from North Ca- North Carolina? South. South Carolina. South Carolina. Right, right, right. Dang it, Chris. I'm joking. <laughs> My man with the official Pin the Gas nickname. And this, this is extra special because not only did we debut our first intro, but this is Chris's first nickname given to our guests. It's usually me. But ladies and gentlemen, Agent Action Jackson. Jackson Blackman. How you doing, brother? Welcome to the podcast. What do you think of Chris's nickname for you, my guy? I like it. I like it. One of my Appreciate first it. like uh, nicknames at the track was Action Jackson, but I, I, like, I like the agent, Agent Action Jackson. Agent Action Jackson, bro. What? Adds a little bit of a twang to it. You know what I mean? It does. It does. It's so good to have you here, man. I was really excited. Chris is always excited to be here. But I was like, actually, excited. I was like, yo, talk to this guy, man. How you been, man? How you feeling? Uh, Pretty good. Just been uh, busy as we come up on the last couple rounds of the season. And and so it's just with, as y'all know, with racing, it's always something. So. It's been a pretty busy season, but looking to finish out the year strong and and try to just get through these last two rounds as a you know a little smaller privateer effort. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and for sure, for sure, for sure. And the the journey, the journey to the Twins Cup, like what was what what was that journey like for you? Like like where did you start? How did it all start for you? Yeah, so. Um, well, I guess my question before I answer that one is like the start of my racing or the start of like Twins Cup. Everything, man. I, I need you to go back to when you were a wee little, wee little child, you know. <laughs> and my man saw two wheels and was like, "I want that one," and decided to take it next level. Yeah. So, um, well, pretty much. So, my dad, uh, Chuck Blackman, he used to race uh, back in the day, back in the early '90s, and. Uh, he raced the Harley 883 series and um, actually raced with some guys like the Boston brothers and uh, Michael Barnes. And I think Aaron Yates racing a little bit back in the day and um, Scott Zampak and, you know, a few guys. So um, he never won a race, but he did get get a few seconds. So uh, he had enough, uh, enough in the tank to kind of get me started when I was younger. And uh, then the early stages when I was about, seven years old i think he got me like a honda 50 but i was terrified of it <laughs> i was just scared like it kept falling over and then uh finally maybe within like six months to a year just kind of started to get a lot of interest in it really fast and started going flat track races and that wasn't too fun for me so then we went and tried the asphalt and uh just kind of went from there went from like the honda 50 to uh, nsr 
fifty to um, let's see, went to like the one hundreds race hunt the Herring Compound and Carolina Motorsports Park and um, kind of like our mini GP we had then, um, mm-hmm. and then getting into Weira Minis and we were racing on Milwaukee two fifty to uh, get involved with the KTM three ninety Cup was kind of when I first started Moto America um, race for this team Access Racing. Uh, this lady, uh, MedAge, uh, ran a team with me and Brandon Posh as teammates in uh, 2016. And so that's more where things kind of started to take off into, you know, professional stuff. And in 2017, getting my first couple wins and uh, getting to go to the world finals um, and then kind of carrying that into Junior Cup and then um, it was more when I started Twins Cup that I started running more of like my own uh, race program uh, with my dad's help and uh, with his machine shop, finish line machine, and some other family friends, just kind of helping uh, helping me live out the dream, you know, and just kind of see where we can take it. And you know, now having like Yamaha helping us out, and um, and you know, uh, track day winners helped us this year, um, and just kind of you know a lot of a lot of support from guys like Brandon Cole actually is watching now. Uh, been my hey. this year. Uh, everybody just coming together and helping support me and and get me to the track. Shout out Brandon, yo. Yeah, absolutely, hey. dude. What a story. So it was like two wheels, love at first sight, and that and you you did answer half this question here. This is actually from Joe Walsh. Um, yeah, I, spent, I said his last. Yep, time. yep, Joe, yeah. Joe, dude. L- listen, Joe, dude. S- sending all my love to you, man. I H- hope you get better asap. Shout out Joe. And he also asked, aside from your story, what is your favorite track? Mm. So that one, it kind of goes into a little bit of a story, but actually, um, so I've got the chance to ride uh, two uh, European tracks. Um, one was Jerez and uh, uh, the finals. Jerez, yeah. Jerez. And, uh, I don't know why, but that bothers me. Yeah, and, uh, I heard it's it's something about like the the town there, like one of the old somebody in like government or something had like a lisp or <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I might be completely wrong. That's why I, I heard something like that. Hey, we're gonna explore. roll with it. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what happened. You guys heard it <laughs> first. The time the guy had a lisp. <laughs> don't, don't quote me on that one, but um, but anyway, so I rode there for the world finals in seventeen, um, and then in twenty eighteen, I actually got to go. Um, actually, me and Corey Ventura were the first Americans to attend the VR46 Master Camp. Nice. Damn. We got nice. to ride uh, Yamaha R3s at Masano. And so from that, I'd say definitely Masano was my favorite track. That I've ridden. Masano too. Yeah, but I you tore Masano. it up. You said this was back in 2017? Uh, 2018. 2018. So did you get to hang out with Valentino at all? Um. Not exactly. You know, like <laughs> we had like a dinner with them, but it wasn't really, you know, that like one on one. Right. It was dinner on FaceTime, Chris. <laughs> yeah, dinner on FaceTime, right. But we did get to spend a lot of time with all the Academy riders. Nice. So uh, Bagnaya, that was like Bagnaya, Morbidelli. Yeah, and Bagnaya, um, that was when he was in mode too. Yeah. And he was actually, I'd say, one of the most genuine guys there. And uh so it was a really cool experience getting to learn from those guys and and uh, just get to hang out with them on more of like a normal basis, you know? Right. More of a person instead of just, you know, the, the road racer, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. And that's why we love these podcasts doing what we do because that's exactly how we treat all our guests, right? We're yeah, we got to a person, not just uh, not just, just a badass road racer you are. We get to stalk you guys, ask for your social security, mooch off of your <laughs> merchandise. You know what I'm saying? And we do that by trading in a shirt. <laughs> that's crazy. That's awesome. I feel like I feel like in motorsports, it's like it's it's the gift of giving, you know, like everybody has something to give, whether it's like swag stickers or something, you know, everybody has something to barter here. And I, I'm, I'm going to ask you this with your experience out there in the field like that. What was probably like the craziest thing you've ever traded anybody for on track? Did you get like a special shirt? Did you get a helmet in exchange for something else? Did you get signed gloves? Like what was like the craziest thing you've ever received from somebody? Hmm. Man, that's a tough one. Um, <laughs> at the track, oh, usually it's just uh, just trading. Usually, the ones that mean the most is maybe uh, somebody offering a part that you need. You know, after a crash or something, or lending a hand. Like I remember one year at um, VIR, I crashed out in Junior Cup, and a, I couldn't even name who it was, but a bunch of people ran over to try to help us get the bike together in time for the restart and. Um, so maybe not exactly the question you're asking, but yeah, um, but I guess but that's what I say. Yeah, as far as I think, I think probably one of the craziest things I've ever gotten. Um, well, it, it wasn't really a, it wasn't really a, a physical sort of gift, a Chris and Jackson. Like it, it was, it was more of a, it was more of an act of service, right? And it was when Josh Gerardo put me on his uh, stock 1000 bike for the first time. He let me mount his bike. And I was like, this is probably the greatest thing anyone has ever done for me. Like, it was it was insane. Like, in hindsight, it is just a regular stock 1000 bike. But for somebody whose first time it was in Moto America, who's never been on a race bike before, to jump on a race bike and took a picture and posted it on the gram and got 87 likes on it and took all his credit. Greatest experience ever. <laughs> Chris, what about you, man? What was like the craziest thing you've ever like received from like any racer or or anything? Uh, man, I, that's a good question. I don't know where to begin because I've I've been fortunate enough where I, where I got a lot of stuff. Uh, Crispy t- jacking stuff from people, bro. No, no, that's not it, man. Like, dude, I always get stuff signed, bro. Like, I've been fortunate enough. I got seven Valentino signed helmets. I got Damn. Dude, a bunch of Nikki Hayden stuff. A signed Nikki Hayden helmet. I got uh, Troy Bayless. I got man, Sete Juvenile, Jorge Lorenzo, Casey Stoner. Man, I listen. I can sit here and go on and on and on, but that's not why we're here. We're we're here for Action Jackson, right? But yeah, listen, dude. All of it means something special to me. Every single one that 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 I've gotten. Um, and Robert, what is up? I don't know if you guys know where that's from. A freaking Key and Peel. Xmas Jackson flexing, waxing. Jimmy <laughs> cries. But Yo, yeah, Robert Lackey is a great supporter. He is, but they all mean something to me special, right? In, in their own way. Like uh, I met, which is just one example, real quick. Uh, when Lore's boss was here in Moto America, oh, like, straight up to him, it was like, "What's up, boss man? You know, I've been a fan." Blah blah blah. I started, you know, we just I talked to him like 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 a normal like like we're talking right now, and uh, he's like, "Just give me one second. Like it's just cut me off, right? Walks over to the uh, toolbox, grabs out. A big old flathead takes both his knee pucks off, sign them, and just gives them to me, right? I didn't ask for nothing. I, I didn't I wasn't expecting anything. I was just having a 
a decent conversation with them, not and going too fanboyish on them, right? Just just having a conversation, man. How you like here in America oh compared god, to Lord, your whole continent in, in Europe, right? Yeah. Oh my god. Oh but god. uh yeah. Uh, you know, French, I had a genuine conversation with them, which which I think means a lot to the riders instead of you know getting drilled with with all the all the you know I'm such a big fan and and you know all that good stuff. Uh, and yeah, he just gave them to me, man, and I was like, dude, how cool! Yeah, so yeah, Morris dude. is super cool. So that that's just one of them. And 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 that's great that Jackson you mentioned like probably the best experience that you've had with other people was them helping you out with parts. Uh, how how often does that happen, man? At least for you. Yeah, so, well, luckily now I try to come more prepared. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I got everything. I got I got enough where I could build a whole other bike in the trailer. Uh, that's nice. what I learned over years. Like if if you got it, bring it. <laughs> um, that's right. But uh, so usually, so maybe sometimes now I'll be the one helping out with a part or something. Um, but usually, the racetrack I feel like it's like a big family, and um, somebody needs something. You know, you never want to beat somebody because because they couldn't grid up or you know what I mean. So that's right. Um, you know, if I got something and, and I don't need it, you know, it's always there for somebody else. And I feel like from my experience, it's been the same, you know, nothing but the same energy from everyone else, you know, even competitors uh, racing for the same championship, you know. And uh, so that's what I really love about, you know, racing. And and uh, I did do a little thinking and I, I do have a couple things that I did get from the track. And uh, I'd say one of them, well, I got the cast on my own because I broke my arm. <laughs> then I went to the GP at uh, at at Coda, mm -hmm. and I got Alex Renz to sign it. Um, Bro, it was my kind bad. of a uh, a funny story that uh, I went up to Marquez first when I caught him walking through the pits, and this was in 2017. Yep. And uh, and then he said he wouldn't sign it because it's bad luck. And so then I walked down and got Alex Renz to sign it. And then I almost feel bad, but actually that same weekend, Alex Renz crashed and broke his arm. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Like after Marquez had just said that it was bad luck. Uh, Renz is so, my favorite writer too. That's man. crazy. That, so it wasn't was your you. fault. It wasn't your fault, Jackson. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's, just, it's just a wild coincidence kind of. It is. Do you have yeah. any superstitions within, within yourself when you get like ready for a race or whatever? Like I always um, got to wear pink underwear or some shit. I've tried to stay away from feeling like I have to, have to do everything like a certain way. Right. Always change. Mm. Right. But, um, I would say though that I like wearing my same suit, even if I have a crash in it, like unless it's dangerous to wear, I feel like everything, like the same pair of gloves, same boots, like everything is kind of broken in to me. Right. I don't like wearing anything like new before I go out. Right. That makes sense. That makes sense. Oh, what's the for, for the people who don't know like what's like the break-in process for for like a brand spanking new suit like i know when when i wear one it takes me forever to break that thing in what about for you um you know honestly um and this isn't just because i'm with them this year but genuinely the revit stuff that's my first year with this year um mm -hmm. honestly as soon as i put it on beginning of the year it's fit like a glove. Like I haven't, I haven't had to do anything. Um, all the stretch panels um, working as they should, and um, and you know it's just. And I, I just kind of like having the um, the airbag too. I always felt safer in like these recent years of having airbags and suits and everything. Um, just gives a little more confidence, you know. Uh, 
but I do know that I've had some suits in the past too that were pretty good. Um, but I feel like it's kind of a little bit of preference. Like I've heard some guys saying that you know you need to sweat in it really good before. It grows. Uh, <laughs> but no, I'm joking, <laughs> dude. That's, I, yeah. I, I mean, it makes sense. Right? I mean, I've never put on a rabbit suit. I would. We can't I, I, hear you too good, Jules. Oh, you, you can't hear me? Now, now you can. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my bad. I was like, I was like, I've never put on a Revit suit, but Revit, if you want to send me a suit, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'll be proud to like model it. You know what I'm saying? I'll look, I'll, I'll stretch that thing out. But no, nah, that's dope, man. I, I mean, how often do you get like like new suits? Because I know, I know you say you like keeping the old ones, but like when it gets really bad, how often in a season do you like switch out suits? Um, usually, it's like this year I've been on the same suit um all year um i have two uh i have two suits but i try to keep one one new just in case and then um mm. and then the airbag um it has two charges um per suit so uh, i could you know tear some stuff up like four times in a weekend but i try to go for zero how long does it yeah. take to charge up one of those airbags you know honestly i think it's maybe like a an overnight thing, like maybe a few, like maybe a little more than a few hours. Um, usually I'll just plug it up like before I go to bed at the track and then it's good pretty much all weekend. Um, I, I usually, sometimes I think I've ran a charge two weekends before even just cause like, um, it's not quite as much as like a track day, like riding Moto America, you know, you have two sessions a day. So, uh, the charge lasts me pretty long time. Dude, that's so sick. Yeah. <laughs> Robert, Rob Lackey with the freaking shameless plug on the bison suit. I mean, yo, Rob, if you want to send me a sample, bro, we can talk, man. Robert's awesome. L- listen, Robert is Robert Lackey and his Tasha and all them and Bison. They're they're, they're amazing people. Uh, they've been nothing but good to us since we met them. Um, so making quite the name for themselves too. Yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah. What they do for our sport, you know, just being there on side track, right? Um, helping you in a pinch, or if you you know, destroy some, they can help you get you going or whatever. But listen, Jackson, man, let me ask you this. What has been your most perfect lap you've ever run on any track, right? Like, like where everything was perfect. All your markers, body position, the whole nine, turning points, exit. Beat that motherfuckers. Man, I I don't know if I've had a perfect lap. Um, What about on the PlayStation? <laughs> um, but I'll say this, I got I feel like my best lap I've had um was probably like the most strategic lap I think I've had was uh 2017 in KTM Cup. Um like one of my or you know what? No, I'm gonna change it. I'm gonna change it. So, it was probably in 2021. I got my first uh twins cup win. Uh, at the Ridge and my first double win uh, the same weekend. And, uh, and I felt like, I felt like I was really close to, um, to just like some really, really good laps. Like I think my best lap to my worst lap in race two was like half a second difference. Wow. Um, and so I've just been trying to um, replicate that each weekend. It's just try to, you know, get, you know, the goal is always to get out front and just run consistent laps and, even if they've they've gone a bit faster now, uh, with mm-hmm. you know everything constantly developing and the track getting better and this and that, mm-hmm. but 
I felt like that weekend at least I just felt like I could get a really good rhythm and just run run a lot of good laps. Amen, man. Amen. Yeah. And we'll, we'll, we're gonna we're gonna get more into um into the specific bike that you ride in in a second. But Cameron Meyer says, "What has been your favorite bike you've ever ridden?" Mm. That one is tough. And why is it the Aprilia RSV four RR? <laughs> the big shit uh, out to Cam Myers, man. Absolutely. Cam Myers. Kid Chaos is in the house. Oh yeah, no, I'm I'm good buddies with uh with Cam. Uh or you know, I grew up riding uh not to get too off topic, but no, you grew good. up riding with Ashton, because uh, like our dads knew each other and and so I'm I'm good buddies with uh Ashton and Cam and uh we were trying to get some time together, do some riding, but mm -hmm. honestly my favorite bike I've ridden probably has actually been the uh more 250 that i had like mm -hmm. being more of like a gp bike like gp chassis um mm -hmm. that thing was just a blast to ride and it was um it was just so easy to ride um but of course outside of that i got to ride a 1000 one time um and it was uh alex dimas practice bike at red atlanta jigsaw 1000 and uh that thing was a lot of fun even though it was only like half a session uh i felt like i could just get to any turn of, like as fast as i wanted right a I lot like, different than the twins for sure yeah oh for sure different different power output yeah, and, and all that extra garbage a whole bunch of like electronics and, and whatnot you know what's crazy is that every time i ask a racer and specifically a racer what's the most fun bike they've ever ridden it's never anything above like 600 cc's you notice that yo like everyone's yeah. like oh it's this it's this little bike it's this 250 it's this 300 da, 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 da. like they never say it's the most powerful bike but then when you ask these people on the street because it's a totally different you know totally different type of riding right everyone's like oh man uh the panigale and uh the, the 959 i freaking jackson 1000 like you know it's it's so different and i tell people all the time that the, the fundamentals of racing and riding belies on the smaller displacement bikes, right? Uh, what was what was kind of your experience like on that sort of like GP chassis? Because I've never been one. I'm I'm going to I'm going to uh, I think it's Anderson in Florida and Orlando for the SFL Mini. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be riding one of them one of them bitches. So like I need to know what is your guidebook to a newbie like me who's learning how to ride on a track and on a mini bike for the first time. And just know, Jackson, for you answer this, I'm gonna be there too because I'm gonna whoop his ass on my track. Bro, yo, you ain't you don't even know, Jackson. You don't even yeah. know, baby. Doing shit. <laughs> oh man, probably uh it all depends on what bike, but I know that um when I was coming up riding uh, my kind of mentor over uh, all the years has been uh, Dale Quarterly. Uh, nice. It was the uh, first privateer to win a superbike race. Yes. Um, and some people remember him as the teenage teenage mutant, uh, no. or the, the Ninja Turtles, yeah. whatever. Uh, he was, like, sponsored by them and had, like, the helmet with the little you eyes know, on it. Yeah, on I know exactly who he is. Yeah. Um, That's wild. I've never seen that. But uh, he... Um, he always told me to ride uh, fat, lazy, and stupid and uh, to just keep things simple and uh, be nice and neutral on the bike and 
engage your core and use your arms with your legs and and you know always like eyes up and so I always just try to not not overcomplicate it like I usually try not to uh, even though like we carry aggressive lean angles and stuff at the track it's usually never like a goal of mine to like reach for my elbow or you know any of that it's more just kind of to just be centered and be in control Right. So right. what was it, what was it like the feeling the first time dragging your elbow? Cause I've done it, but when I do it, it's, it's I drag I've my shoulder and my it. hip and my legs and everything else comes right after that. Right. So <laughs> what was it a high side. Like the first time, right. That, 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 that you actually done it. Cause me, I know if I did it, I'd be like, that's it. I'm done. I did it. Yes. What a I've feeling. Reached, right. I've reached the pinnacle of motorcycle. Right. Racing. Right. Yeah. I'd say, I think it was on that more walkie. Like that thing was just, it just handled so well. Like I could just crawl over it. And that's when I only probably weighed a hundred pounds. So, uh, I think I remember the first time I think was at, uh, little Talladega. Um, and there's this one turn that's like a little bit, uh, a little bit off camber. And so the inside, you know, you kind of get, can cheat it a little bit. Um, and so I remember just grabbing on to the, um, the brake guard on the, on the left side, or like the clutch guard, yeah. so I could like reach my elbow just to get it down, so I could come show my dad that I got it. Uh, <laughs> and then after that, I never really did it much more. Like I, I always feel like I, I can reach down extra, you know, to try to like get it. But um, it doesn't usually feel now I feel like it's it's not as common for me at least. Yeah, because mm. my style's I, different too, right? Um, yeah, and some people and, sit more in the bike, some people lean more off the bike. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like if you really try to do it, then it'll just screw up the flow and the chemistry of everything else. You know what I mean? But yeah, I mean, yeah. it's it's cool. It it looks cool. I mean, I yeah. I think, in my opinion, in my opinion, man, and this might be a hot take for everybody who does the whole like shoulder out and everything. I feel like it's more of a style factor than it is a rider preference and fundamental. You know what I'm saying? I feel like I feel like it's just. It's just to look cool. That's why people buy thousand cc bikes on the street. They don't care about how how much electronics and like whatever all this stuff. They just want to look cool. I'm one of those people. I'll admit it. I just want to look cool. <laughs> That's how awesome. did, let, let me ask you this, Jackson. Um, so back to um, Kid Chaos's question. Um, piggybacking off of that, what what explain to the people who don't know what you ride uh, on the Twins Cup. Yeah, so it's um, it's a Yamaha R7, um, but I like to call it a, a mini superbike because nice. uh, twins. Um, pretty much the only thing that's R7 left on it is pretty much the base frame, the swing arm, and uh, and the cases, pretty much. Uh, everything else, like, you know, we change out. We make some uh, changes to the harness we put on um, – I have like a data logging dash, like the Ames, Ames MXS um, dash with potentiometers front and rear with uh, R1 forks um, with like a Triumph 675 uh, KTEC shock uh, with a different rear linkage. Um, in my dash machine shop, we made custom adjustable offset triple clamps. Um, we got the Gale Speed Master, Front Master, and um, lightweight uh oz racing wheels the big rotors like the big racing brembo uh front rotors 
uh, we got the underslung rear caliper. I mean, we pretty much, you know, and then along with the whole bonds and rear sets and race body work and titanium bolts all over it. Um, Cliff I mean, it's, rear set. It's, yeah, it's, it's a super bike. It's a mini super bike. You're right. Wait, if, if, uh, well, you, you don't have to disclose specific <laughs> numbers, but what what is a horsepower like on, on the majority of these machines? So yeah, like on, pretty, pretty you know. much um, everybody, I'd say everybody in the top, in the top eight or so, like most of the front run guys, I could almost guarantee everybody's making over a hundred. And tell everybody what they make stock. Uh, so stock Yamaha's at like, I want to say it's like seventy. I mean, horse. think about that, people. That's a big increase in horsepower. That is huge. Wasn't the RS660 like at 100 base? Um, I'm, I think it might be close. Close to 100. Yeah, I think it's like, like 80 something. High 80s yeah. to 90 or so. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. That, that, like that's crazy. It really that doesn't have as much um, engine work as like uh, on the Yamaha, like in the motor, we're, we're doing. Uh, transmission, rods, pistons, uh, head work. You can do like a half mil overbore um, cams, uh, just the timing. You can deck the head. You can, I mean, it's a super bike. Yeah, it, it's a true. Yeah. It, listen, it, it's like the old school Formula Extreme. Those that are watching that watched AMA when they had Formula Extreme. It's it's basically kind of one of those six hundred, yeah, pretty much. With yeah, you could do yeah whatever. You turn that thing awesome into class. shoot rocket. Uh, Bob Dunn is asking how how is your ankle? Oh yeah, so uh, as you know, most people may not know. Uh, last year at Road America, uh, I had a, a pretty nasty high side in practice and and uh, broke my my talus and my ankle uh, that required uh, a plate and seven screws and uh, put me out for the season and well, pretty much about I'd say at least eight months of uh, recovery um and so it's something that i still kind of deal with now it's not something i notice as much um uh, i definitely know when it's about to storm <laughs> but, <laughs> I know that's right. yeah i know that's right but um i was able to get uh, a lot of range of motion back i did lose you know a few degrees here and there but nothing that really affects me too much on the bike um thankfully because i just i wasn't sure how that was going to heal uh, over time and I just kind of hope I have no problems with any of the hardware moving around or anything either. But so mm -hmm. far, so good. I see you got a spin bike back there in the background. You you ride a lot. Yeah, I try to. It's been so hot and everything. I kind of just I've been keeping it in inside on the trainer. Come um, on, Chris. He's trying to get his fitness on. No, I mean and I know, but that <laughs> that's how a lot of them guys do. Besides, you know, Supermoto, of course, which he already said he loves. Right? He loves Supermoto. And uh, and here in Rock Hill, it's. The roads aren't great to ride on, but we actually have a pretty big um, uh, cycling group. Um, and so on, like, Mondays and Thursdays, um, they have uh, big group rides. Yes, yeah, my mama. Say hi, Mom. Uh, mama said hi. go. How are you doing? Okay, I got all your stuff in the fridge. All right, thanks, Mom. I love you. Call love me you later. Too. All right. I will. All right. Yo, how about that? Yo, got some love from Mama Simcoe. Rock Hill. It, it sounds like a place that has dangerous roads, dude. I live in Rockland County, and the roads here are horrible. 
Rockland's in New York. Anything with rock sounds like they have a terrible. <laughs> I'm in Roanoke, and uh, we, we start with the R2. Our roads are good, man. One thing I love about where I live, man, the mountains, uh, Jackson and Jules, man. You can go you know, right on the street, man. There's so many mountains, the parkway. It's all beautiful, right? A lot of curves. and it, It's a lot of fun to get away and, and do that around here versus somewhere like Florida, right, where it's flat everywhere, and it's just everything's like this, flat, right? It's humid, and there's too many alligators. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> Too many alligators. Hey, I like eating alligators. You, you like alligator, Jackson? I've never tried alligator, yeah. bro. Yeah, alligator's good, man. You got to try it. Yes, I ain't good, never man. tried that shit, bro. That you need to. I, dude, listen, I'm sure you're in New York. There's somebody down there at the market. You can get you some alligator, sewer alligator. I'm going to ask, I'm sure. ask, <laughs> ask Michael Correa if, 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 if you serve an alligator for lunch at Anderson. <laughs> SFO mini. I bet y'all let me let me get the alligator ass, bro. I'll, I'll, I'll take that. It's good, man. For real, it's good. So, it w- was was that ankle injury like your gnarliest injury you've ever got? Um, I'd probably say so. Um, yeah, it's definitely been like the longest recovery, and definitely like the um, like something that you know I'm gonna deal with like forever. Like I broke. I broke both wrists twice, and then I broke my hand twice, and then I broke my foot once, and then I dislocated my right shoulder twice, and then separated my left shoulder, I think, and everything. Uh, Well, and then one time I got a laceration on my liver. Hmm. Um, I think that's probably the most gnarly injury you've you've mentioned so far. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds wild. Yeah, uh, but it was pretty minor. Um, but yeah, with the ankle, I'd say it definitely hurt the worst. Damn, I can imagine. Yeah, for sure, I could imagine. And that's like that's like ninety percent of your weight too. Like, yeah, I mean, you, yeah, you use, use a lot of your yank, ankles because uh, you're on your toes a lot, right? When you when you ride as fast as Jackson is and winning out there, winning all them races, yeah, you got to right. Jackson, tell him that's exactly, yeah. <laughs> So so, how often do you, do you wear a hole in, in your boots? You ride boots. How many boots do you go through? Let me ask you that. Um, I just have two pairs this year. Uh, of boots. I got. Uh, I'm running a CD this year. Uh, I like. So I, like I actually went to them, being that they have the adjustability throughout the boot, mm-hmm. so that because my left ankle stayed pretty swollen, like it's just now getting closer to my right ankle mm-hmm. um and so it's it stayed pretty swollen for a long time and so i couldn't wear the same size boot necessarily um so i needed like a little more room in that left one so i like oh, that excellent. cd i can kind of open it up more right right i i have cd boots as well i definitely well probably not to the degree of yours but i i, I can definitely feel where the, where the brand loyalty comes from i actually really like those boots kid chaos says uh what are your plans for next year jackson uh, um man i'm really hoping to um to get out of twins um uh, i love Ooh. the class and um uh, it's been it's been great learning how to kind of run my own program and and uh you know i'm at the point where i mean i pretty much you know i build the bikes myself um and do everything like i don't do any of the specifics like i'm not an engine builder you know but, uh, <laughs> but i can put my bike together you know from the frame up right and um but i'm looking for uh, you know trying to find an opportunity to be a little bit more of a of just a rider again and uh and giving it a shot and uh super sport or 
More like uh, it's, it's like a thousand. thousand. I'd be open to you know really whatever. Um, yeah, something that R one bro there. Well, what bike would you be interested in getting in the six hundred class? Yeah, I was like just, the Gixxer, yeah, the Jix seven hundred and fifty, the R six. Now that you can do the head work, the Panigale right. V two. Yeah, the Panigale. Man, I don't know. I, you know, I've been I've been the big Yamaha guy for a long time, um, and so it, it'd be great to to stick with them. But I'm also you know at a point where I'd take really whatever opportunity is there. You know, I just really want that want that chance to. Uh, to try to kind of prove what I got as uh, it's more of a rider. So I feel like I can, you know, I give it my all now with uh, running my own program, but there's times it's definitely pretty difficult to manage everything. And then, uh, you know, half the time I'll be coming in and, and actually working on, on the bike myself sometimes. Um, of course, majority of the stuff is, is Brandon and uh, I have Giacomo Monero that helps me out too. Um, mm-hmm. But a lot of times on suspension and stuff, and like I'll be looking at my own data and uh, deciding what changes to make and such. And so I'd be, I'd just be interested to see how I could do it in, in an environment where somebody else is kind of helping with that stuff. So you can take your mind solely just focus on riding, right? The yeah. task at hand, yeah. Which makes it. But dude, listen, I didn't, I didn't realize you was doing that much. Basically, you're, you're yeah. like the Michael Dunlop of Moto America right now. Because Michael Dunlop, that's what he does over there at the TT. He runs his own program, does his own bikes, does his own, his own bikes. Yeah, reads his own shit. You know, let nobody else do it, right? But a select few of people. Um, yeah, that, that's what it reminds me of. You're, you're, you're the yeah. Dunlop of Moto America for sure. Absolutely. Dunlop. Yeah. yeah. Does he, he does all that, but but take my warranty for my car's tires, but. Totally cool. It's not the same Dunlop, man. It's not the same. I'm joking. I'm joking. I know. I know. I know. It's awesome. So, uh, uh, Jackson, do you, you play video games? Oh yeah, actually, uh, I don't know if y'all can know this, but I'm actually sitting in a. I got a. I got a. a, a car sim set up. Nice. Uh, and so I'm actually sitting in that right now, and like the like nice, the car yeah. yeah, I was like, I was like, I That's wonder why awesome. he's like this right now. <laughs> Well, what, what do you do? Uh, Formula One, Forza. Yeah, I do. I got like uh, I do some i racing stuff. Oh uh, right, 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 right. And then of course I play like some GP and Superbike and stuff and um, Rod Four, Supercross, and I got Rod Four too. How much? How much you spent on your rig? Oh <laughs> um, well, I invested in on it when I was hurt. Invested. <laughs> um, whenever I hurt my ankle, I was dying for racing, but I couldn't. I couldn't even walk. So I kind of got the little setup, like the base setup, and uh, and but I got a decent one. Like it's not just a uh, like Logitech wheel. I got like the Fanatec stuff. Oh. Um, but I've been using it pretty good. Like me and my buddy Ian Champness, uh, hey. not too long ago, we did a uh, we did a, a twelve hour endurance and oh. uh, LMP two cars. And uh, man, I felt like real race by the end. I was. I, I was mentally drained. I bet. I, I I can't even I can't even sit on ride four for four laps, man. I don't know how you do twelve hour endurance. Yeah, Which, man, by the way, I totally smoked um, the Skid Master Isaac Woodworth at Laguna Seca. So I'm just gonna listen. Gonna we're, we're, that. I haven't I haven't done it yet. I just got an Xbox just just to play with these guys, Jackson. But we all play uh, ride. Well, they do. I will with them play ride four together. Avery, Jill, all of them. 
Do what now? I got I got WSBK. Well, I, I do too, but it's not cross platform. Well, you have it on the P five. Yeah, I, I got it on PS five. Oh. I need to get it on the Xbox. I like my PS five, man. What can I say? Yeah, yeah, I know. The only I got the Xbox to play with you guys, which it's know. worth it. So I, what I'm doing it in secret, Jackson, is, is I'm actually playing. So I get really good. So when I do go in there, I can whoop all their asses and just be like, bam, baby, mic drop. Boom, I'm out. Yeah. yeah. I don't know That's who Joe Lewis is. My man said Joe Lewis. <laughs> Yo. I, well, well, to be fair, to be fair, Isaac whooped my ass on every single track. But Laguna Seca is just, you know what I mean? Like, I I was killing it. Uh, who is this from? Good to see you back on the cell. This is from, yeah, oh, from Bob Dunn. Yeah, Bob Dunn. All right, that's good, man. Hey, I mean, how's the how's the recovery looking so far, bro? Like, what's the mobility like right now? Um, that's pretty good, honestly. Um, it doesn't really affect me too much. Um, from day to day, I've noticed that like the biggest thing would be probably that I can't. I can't really run anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can run for like survival, <laughs> but like <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't run like long distance. Like I used to like running for training uh, just because it's so like you can get a lot, a lot out of the time you put in mm-hmm. uh, like 30 minutes of running. I feel like is is like an hour on the bicycle. Right. Uh, and so, but now it's just, I'll, my ankle would get pretty sore after like mm-hmm. that much impact on it. So, I just stick to the bicycle and uh but yeah it's been been pretty good but yeah definitely now it's more of i only run if i have to if i had to run from a bear god damn it i'm out you don't even know yeah it's just oblique not doing it yeah that's oblique. oh man it's worse if it was cocaine bear yeah right right i'm gone yeah so so listen J- jackson uh, away from motorcycle racing bro what what do you do for fun? Do you, yeah, man, you like an underground you like, fighter? You go to concert, underground. Yeah, yeah, right. Fight. You running only fans? Like, what? What do you do? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, how'd you know? Yeah, uh, we, we have it pulled up. <laughs> and right here, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, this is me as me working on my bike. Right, like, right, right, right. Really. Uh, no, but uh, lately I've been getting into golf. Nice. Or trying. I'm not. I'm not great, but. Uh, but all I gotta do is hit at least one or two decent shots, and I'll come back and play again. It feels good so when I've you been, get uh, one, right? Especially when you drive yeah. something far. You're looking, you're like, "I just did that." You know how good that felt. Yeah. And, and then you go, you hit it again. It's like ping, ping. <laughs> you're like, "Man, I suck." It's Let me so get in the golf cart. Fulfilling. Like, like golf is really fulfilling for some odd reason. It's like, fun. It really you play is. It, it's so slow, but like when you get that good drive, you're like, "I want to do it again." I don't know, like, like, you know, there's, there's something about it, man. Like, I really want to get into it. You know, I want to get some like carbon fiber clubs. You know what I mean? Like, I want to, I'll put some money into it. But what, what else? What else from golf, man? Like, what else do you do? Um, outside of that, so like, I've worked in my dad's machine shop for the past few years. So, um, the CNC machine stuff interests me a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, enjoy uh, yeah. half the battle of riding is working on those things. So um i've gotten pretty good with changing motors and uh and of course the basic the basics on it you know um so really uh you know most of my life is revolved around racing um but outside of that i i like playing playing some games here and there um and 
I like playing some golf and uh, and in the wintertime I like going snow skiing. Nice. That's a little bit different. Yeah, it's all snowboarding. Yeah. I remember that's one of the only times I knocked myself out with snowboarding. Um, yeah, yeah. It was a good nap too. You don't realize that's the best nap you ever had. It's quick when you wake up, you're like, What happened? Right? They're like, dude, you've been out for like 10 minutes. I just seen you face plan. It was awesome. Back then, I wish they had cell phones, right? Because, yeah, it probably been pretty cool because I, I come in. I lived in Colorado at the time, so I was coming down, and I tried to, you know, stop real quick. When I did, it just caught, and I just went, bam! And I, I just, night-night, went to sleep, woke up, wiped the drool off. was like, that was a great nap. My face hurts. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So, uh, what's your favorite movie? Mm. Oh, air, bro. Man, I don't know. I guess probably have to be the Barbie movie. I'm just nice. <laughs> yo, yo, hold on, hold, hold on. Just but I did, I did that just movie was fire. I did Come just on. watch it the other day. Though. That movie was hilarious. Uh, but uh, uh, honestly, you know, I love I love Star Wars. That's that's where I kind of geek out is uh, is yes. on Star Wars. Yes, yes. Did you actually see the Barbie movie? Me too. Yeah, I did. Hey man, we're yeah. talking about Star Wars, man. Bro, okay, no, no. we're talking about Star Wars, man. Ryan what you talking Gosling, about? Ryan Gosling, man, but Ryan Gosling hit you with that, with the vocals, man. Like, like mid movie. <laughs> yes, said I don't know if I've never been good enough. I'm a little bit rusty. Like, yo, he sounded so good. All right, whatever. Star Wars, go ahead, continue. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah, uh, so yeah, go, go go ahead, Jackson. Yeah, but the uh, yeah, Star Wars. I've watched uh, every one. Um, I can't think of how many times they used to be when I was like a kid and I'd have a sick day out of school or something. I just watch Star Wars movies, like oh, just over and over. Me, and my boy, we, we watch them. Uh, we watch all of them. We watch, yeah, every single one of them. And they're they're awesome, man. These Jules Barbie movies, Lilac, have a lot of concerns. <laughs> Rick Glover, my man, dude. Yes, yes, yes. Yo, you, awesome. guys, you guys will understand the Lilac joke pretty soon. Yeah, that's awesome. So big shout out to Rick Glover, uh, Jackson. That that's who actually designed our our pin the gas logo. Um, mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, it's a little inside joke. Lilac and Barbie movie Northeast. Yes, Rick, I'm concerned too. We should have a video chat later for sure. A one on one with Jules. F -f 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 Facts. Yeah. yeah, we'll do that. Yeah, Rick did a great job on our on our logo, man. Like it just it it looks so fire. I've been bothering him the last few days of like switching up the colors. I was like, oh man, I'm not, I'm not trying to match freaking uh, Julian Carrera's like freaking blue and pink. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna do that because I feel like everybody's doing the blue and pink. Freaking Forrest Dunn and Isla Man TT was doing it. Freaking uh, what's his name? Joey Thompson was doing it. And I'm like, so what? Everyone's Miami Vice now? Like, nah, screw that. <laughs> but oh, here we go. Who's this from? Favorite Star Wars movie, man. Oh, that's a good uh, question, ain't it, Jackson? Yeah, yeah I'm trying I, to think too. It. I'm like, I don't know. I'd say definitely uh, Return of the Jedi. Yeah, I think I'd have to agree with you on that. Oh man, I have to agree. I'm not really uh, into my Star Wars like that, but I'm gonna I'm trust your opinion. I saw I, I saw like the the latest ones, like Episode was it seven with Kylo Ren, and I saw Rogue One, and I saw freaking uh, uh, Solo, and I was like, I, I I don't know why I saw those movies. It's five dollars on Tuesdays, and I was kind of bored, so I was like, "Yo, I'll, I'll throw, I'll throw out some five dollars and change, man. Like, I'll do that." Oh, Rogue One for the win says, "Is this Rick Lover? Is this Rick as well?" 
Yeah, it is Rick. Yeah, it is. Rogue. Yeah, but I will say the the Return of the Jedi. I feel like it's the best because it's uh it's, it's got the got the Ewoks in it. Yeah, I like the Ewoks too. Yeah, they're out there in the forest. Yeah, it's a good one, man. It really is. So l- listen, if you could ride on any MotoGP team and have your MotoGP teammate, who would it be? And, what and why is it a brilliant? <laughs> Listen, it don't have to be Peko Bagnat on the Ducati. It could be Peko on the Aprilia or on whatever. Mm. Well, I'd say it wouldn't be the Honda right now. Facts, right? Uh, so, honestly, I feel like um, I feel like watching uh, like all of racing the past few years. I feel like it's it's hard to bet against KTM only improving. Yep. Like um, they've made like massive leaps uh, and supercross, motocross, MotoGP. It's like usually uh, they, they go to win. And, uh, and so I feel like if we're looking at, you know, into the future, like I feel like uh, KTM with uh, with uh, probably Betzeki. Because I feel like he's still young. And he's still just kind of get more and more experience, and uh, and he was pretty cool to hang out with at the uh, at the master camp, and so yeah. I feel like that'd be that'd probably be it. Oh uh, yeah, dude, Bezeki's freaking dirty, yeah. bro. Bezeki is, yeah, yeah. World Superbike, who who's you got in World Superbike? And why is it top rack rise guy Leo? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't watch as much World Superbike, but I'd say it definitely Gerloff. Uh, just cause I'll give you that. I actually, uh, stayed with girl for a few months and, um, uh, in 2018, uh, and got to be fairly close with them. Uh, um, nice. so you kind of had like a similar coach that at that time. And, uh, and it's just cool to see his like hard work and dedication and, uh, to see him actually make it over there. Yes. And it kind of showed me, you know, like what it took for yeah. him. And you can do it. I mean, that guy, even when I was with them one on one, like there'd be no no cameras around, nobody else, you know. Like I'd expect them to eat a cheat meal here or there, you know, and just be like a normal guy, but no. He he'd sucker me into ordering a cookie or something when we go out somewhere and then and then roast me about it. Yeah, right. You know, he's gonna be better because he's not he's not like that. Like he's you know, he's clean cut and and focused on what he wants. I actually dude, met him. Jacked. He is, dude. I met him at Coda. Uh, and I, I dude, I shit my parents. I was like, oh my God, it's Garrett Gerloff. And I, I just bought an Insta 360 uh, camera. So I went up there and had the camera out and was talking to him. And it was, man, it was awesome because he was he was fully involved in our conversation, right? It was, it wasn't like he was just looking all the way around, yeah, and not paying true. attention. He was he was actually there in the moment, man. And it made me, of course, I'm his fan, but it made me even more of of, of a fan because of that, right? He didn't have to put that much personal time into what she did, which is awesome. Dude, I hung up on my girlfriend to have a conversation with this guy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. I hung up on my, Hey, I'd have done the same thing too. Hey, hang on. I got to call you right back. Click. Right. Real quick, real quick guys. Uh, I I got like an emergency. I got to take care of Chris. I'm going to have you handle the rest. Jackson was awesome. Talking to you, man. I got to be out. But I'll hit you guys up after the show, yeah? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right, Joe. I'll catch you guys later. PTG. Right, bud. You guys. See you guys. Later. 
Yeah. So anyway, man. Yeah, yeah, dude. Uh, I hey, going back to Star Wars. Yeah, you're right on that. I, I agree. It's the same. Yeah, a, a, absolutely, man. So yeah, man. Uh, dude, your your future plans. You want to be in 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 six hundred super. So what what's your ultimate goal, Jackson? Like like where do you want to be outside of Moto America, multi Moto America Superbike champ? Um, really, just kind of whatever opportunity I can get. Um, I know that, you know, I think that Moto America is doing a great job with the series right now. And, um, it's a little unfortunate that racing isn't, isn't quite what it was, you know, 15 years ago. Um, but I think that it's on its way up still, um, you know, from that kind of tough spot when Moto America was taken over. And, um, and so I really just love to, to get on a super bike and, uh, and, you know, see where I could lead or, or maybe even one day run my own superbike team with kind of what I've been learning to kind of managing and running everything myself. That's a lot to take on, man. Kyle Wyman did that too, right? I mean, he, he did till he's just – now he's just Harley. But when he was in, you know, the Ducati superbike, he, man, it was, he did everything, drove it, managed it, got all the parts, you know. Of course, he had a people working for him too. But I couldn't imagine the task, man. It's a lot to it, Jackson. That's what I'm talking about when you're the Michael Dunlop of Moto America, man. You're you're working on the bike. You're machining parts for the bike. You're putting the bike together. You come in the pits. I'm sure you got somebody there front to rear stand, right, with tire warmers and a hot and cold pit. You're taking this and that. It's A lot of people don't realize how much work goes into it. Um, and you don't have a whole lot of time, right? You, you hear the call. You're pretty walking out there setting up and – you know, all that good stuff. Here we go. Oh, maybe not. He, he was there for a second. Now he's gone. But, yeah, it, it, I, uh, somebody helps you out. Comes Yamaha, if you're listening, we need to get this uh, Jackson on a, on a super bike, man, on an R1, right? Let's get him out there. Uh, not the super stock. Let's, let's put him on the super bike and, and see what he can do because I believe that uh, you'll go out there and – pull some w's for sure um transitioning from your motorcycle riding to playing golf does that have any transition to it at all that you've noticed um you know i will say that i feel like uh, it's all in your head really like uh, of course there's stuff physically that can hold you back but you're definitely not going to go forward um, if you don't think you can. Right. You know, you may not do it every time, or you may not. You know, you're not going to win, win every race, but you definitely won't if you believe you don't. You know that you won't. So, and sometimes it's hard of even after a bad race to think of things like that, um, or after you hit three bad shots in a row on the golf course. But if you truly believe and visualize yourself doing well you definitely have a way better chance of doing well. And so yeah. it's been for me just trying to keep in that mindset and, and not let the little things affect me. That's right. That's right. Always stay positive and put that positive energy out there. That's right. That's right. Dominique Doyle is watching. What is up, Dominique? Yeah, that's awesome. But, yeah, so listen, I Jules was supposed to say it earlier when we first started that uh, everybody that watches and comments is entered into a drawing. You win two uh, in the gas stickers as always, but today with Axon Jackson, 
I have a Ricardo Rossi signed poster Moto 3 rider uh, that I'm actually going to give away along with the stickers today, too. So I just want to throw out there real quick before I actually forgot. Because <laughs> we didn't say it earlier, but yeah, yeah. Uh, bro, man, hey, it, it's always a pleasure to watch you race. Um, you've been doing really good. And uh, man, I, listen, uh, as far as riding goes, what do you think your best feature uh, riding a motorcycle is? Like, are you a super good late breaker? Getting out of the corners the best. I mean, what's your uh, your most favorite thing you, you do on the motorcycle? Your best attribute. And mm. on the flip side of that, where do you see yourself making the most uh, progress uh, on your weakest aspect, right? Whether it's trail breaking or whatever. Um. Oh, so I'd say that I take um, I take some pride in that um, I'm a pretty neutral rider. Um, you know, there may be times I could commit a little bit more. You know, I'm very neutral, but uh, if I'd say one of my one of my strengths isn't necessarily uh, the lap time, but I've been pretty consistent this year. Uh, there's been a few little things out of my control um, that's happened. Um, and I've had one, um, one did not start. Um, that was because of us kind of messing with the bike last minute that, you know, luckily we, we learned from, um, but I haven't had any DNFs this year. I've actually only had one crash, um, this whole year. So I take a little pride in that. I feel like I'm, uh, I'm usually, you know, within my limits, but on the same hand though, you know, I need to kind of push the limit still too though um because there's definitely still been some weekends i was a little bit off pace so um so just kind of always trying to find that balance um of uh being smooth and controlled but also pushing the limit because you know that's what everybody's doing yeah but sometimes i guess it's a little bit harder to push that last five or ten percent um especially knowing that you know me owning all my equipment uh, and knowing i'm the one you know gonna be helping put it back together um it makes me maybe just a smidge more timid, um, which would be like why I'd, you know really want a chance at racing for a team um, where I don't have that same kind of responsibility. Um, but you know, I'd say that's that's probably my two things. Yeah, that would uh, man, that'd be a big help too. You know, we touched on it a little bit earlier. If you could just take all that pressure off of you, and Jackson can just focus on Jackson and where I can, I need to make up time here and there instead of what you just said, right? Oh my God, I just spent a ton of hours and money on this. And if I wreck it, it's yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. So uh, Jackson, uh, along with that, how, what is your mental preparation like uh, before every race weekend that comes up? How, how do you mentally prepare and then how do you unwind? Yeah. So I'd say mentally, um, my, my mental preparation usually is just thinking about, um, everything that I've put into this, you know, uh, it, it's a lot to, to run my own program and a lot of people put in a lot of effort to help out. Um, and so like the last thing I'd ever want to do is get out there and feel like I didn't give it a hundred percent. Um, so that really keeps me going is just knowing how many people support me and, uh, and how much work and, you know, blood, sweat and tears go into, go into this bike and, all the R and D and, 
you know, kind of because like I was mentioning earlier, we have a different package than a lot of other people. So um, it's just really cool to see it come together and compete with these other teams and, and other riders and on a completely different package. So that kind of helps fuel me. And, and the last thing I want to do is think about the whole drive home about how I, I should have tried that, that pass or I should have done this or done that. So yeah. it's like, you just got to put it on the line and, and be ready to uh, give it a hundred percent. That's right. So uh, everybody watching and, and, and that's going to be listening to this dude. If somebody approached you, Jackson, and wanted to build their same exact, r7 that you have what would that cost hmm i mean honestly i'd say that that my bike um i'd say my bike is worth just a base number off the top of my head it's probably worth around around 25 25 grand uh i mean like i was saying earlier pretty much everything is done to it that i mean or everything that you're allowed to do legally in moto america twins cup is done so um i mean it's it's decked out it's it's my baby pretty much everything i got is in that is in well that bike and my b bike um and then of course like a spare motor and i got extra wheels and body work and spares you know of everything but um I mean, even the radiator, we, we put a R6 radiator, like the big radiator on it to keep it cooler. Uh, yeah, the only thing that's R7 is the base frame and the cases and swing arm, really. Uh, that's about it. So uh, you, you'll never get rid of this bike, right? You'll always be with you, right? You'll never sell it? Uh, no, I think it'll be gone. Uh, yeah? Well, to help to help fund, fund, right, fund whatever right. I can put together next year. Yeah. And yeah i think that um being right now that it's still a new bike and it's still in contingency and it's up to date with like the rules you know of today uh i think it make the most sense and be the most useful to another rider uh if i sold it more recent so being that i don't want to race twins again next year you know i'd probably sell it and put that money towards either starting a program and super sport or stock 1000 or something Right. Um, or, you know, even if I could put something together with a team, then I could use the money for training or, um, you know, I've been wanting to get a better mountain bike to do some mountain biking and stuff. So I got some other ways I could invest it. That's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, man, super sport. I think you're killing, but you, so basically what you're telling me and what it means is that Jackson has to win the Twins Cup championship this year, right? <laughs> so so when you sell the bike, it'll be the championship winning Twins Cup bike. Yeah, yeah, uh, sure. That's the goal. Let's do it. I'm with it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll actually be – me and Jules will actually be there in Jersey at the end of the year, um, which is going to be awesome, man, because we're going to come in the pitch and give you some a hard time and be like, come on, Jackson, <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 it's going to be a lot of fun. Um Man, so training, you know, we, we basically covered that, TVs, you know, all that good stuff. Uh, what, what's your uh, what's your favorite meal? You like to eat spaghetti? Thai. I love Thai food, personally. That's my favorite food of all time is Thai food and Greek food. You know, honestly, I think that it would be um, – it'd be pho if you've had oh, pho before. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we, we have we have a place right down the street here in Rondo that, that actually makes it. It's really good. And we have another spot called uh, 
uh, something sticks. They just uh, sticks and spoons that, that that make it too. Um, it's supposed to be really good, but every time I drive by there, they're closed. So I haven't eaten it yet. But yeah, man, dude, man. So uh, the ride four, uh, we need to get on there and play for sure because we have a bunch of people that that play. Uh, of course, you already know that. Um, Cameron Myers, as you know, you was there. He owes us a haircut live on the podcast because yeah, 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 yeah. So so when we all get together, we'll make bets like that, right? You know, stuff like that, um, which, which makes it a lot of fun, man. Um, yeah, mountain biking, uh, man. I had a nice mountain bike. Somebody stole it from me, and I just never, never uh, replaced it because I paid a lot of money for that thing, and it broke my heart. Somebody stole it, you know. Unfortunately, um, it's something I'd like to get back into because to me, that's one of my favorite things to do: riding mountain bikes. You know, out there on the trails because you get to push it. You're on two wheels, you know. And of course, I like to do the dumb shit, ride with. You know, all the kids, past kids. Look, I'd ride a willy for a dog if the dog would appreciate it. That's how much I love doing it, right? I'd be like, dude, dog, check this out. Ah, you know. Um, so yeah, man. So uh, off season, uh, what's your most favorite things to do on the off season? Mm, well, really kind of take a little take a little breather, usually for a month or two after the season. Um and then after that, kind of start building back the base, you know, for next year. Uh, so just try to get in a good routine and uh, get a little job, you know, for the off season. Uh, you know, just kind of make sure I'm I'm good financially after all the hurting in my pockets during the season. Um, Machining them badass parts. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, listen, uh, let's touch on that for a minute. So when you, when you machine your own uh, like upper and little triple tree, how long is that process usually take? Is that something you can uh, easily do in an hour or is that like a day process or two days? So usually if we were going to make one-off parts, um, I'm sure that you could do most of the machining. It'd probably take a full day to, um, to do a, a bottom, a top and, uh, and lower triple. Um, but there's so many other little things that go into it. Um, uh, like just the modeling, like designing takes a long time. Um, can take a, can take a day. Um, and then there's, um, we usually don't make anything of just one. We usually try to make enough so we could sell them too. Um, so we could, we could run just triple, just bottom triple clamps, like just the first operation out of two. Um, could take, or actually there's three operations, but I think the first one we could take a day and then another day on the, the second operation and then another day on the third operation. Um, and then we still have to make all the, the cups for the, um, for the offset adjustment. Um, and then there's the, the stem and the nut for the, for the triples. So, um, you know, I'd say really, if we're going to make like a, you know, enough sets to sell, it could, you know, be like almost, almost a week thing, um, fitting in between of other jobs, you know, that are going in and out of the shop. So, um, usually we'll, we'll kind of run my stuff after hours, more like second shift. Um, and just kind of seeing, or while we're on this topic of answering, uh, somebody else asked what CNC equipment or CNC equipment we have. Um, we have, I believe four, four Haas mills. Um, 
and some of them have a fourth axis. Um, we have two Doosan 5700s, I think, um, that are five axis. Um, we have one DMG Mori, um, one DMG Mori lathe with the with the sub spindle um, and live tooling with a, a bar feeder and parts catcher, so that can run um, you know full operations at a time and kind of run like pretty automated. Um, and then we have like four Haas lathes. Um, so we definitely, my dad, you know, even though it's in our backyard, it's a pretty big shop and Absolutely. we do a lot of work. Absolutely. And it, man, it, it takes time to learn how to use all those different pieces of equipment, right? You gotta, yeah, yeah. It, it takes a lot of, a lot of time to learn all that. And we, we also have another uh, question, Jackson, as you can see uh, up on the screen, um, can you talk a bit about how you find sponsorship and funding assistance and how much time do you actually spend on it? Yeah. So that actually, um, is another thing that, uh, takes a lot of time in the off season is, um, you know, you, you could send out a hundred emails and give out a hundred calls and looking for just one, one yes. Um, and that's one thing I've been trying to, uh, be big about is, is trying to find a way, um, to show that racing has a return of investment uh, to a company because it's uh, that's the most important part is to get the level of help that I'm looking for to help fund this and just how expensive it is to go all across the country racing and and you know knowing how much the bikes cost and everything else um, you know there, there's a lot of pieces involved um, so usually you know I feel like a lot of people in racing help out cause, cause they love racing and, you know, it might be a little bit of a tax write off to some people with, um, uh, with a, a bigger company. Um, and then there's, there's levels all the way down to people helping out with, with some tires here and there, uh, some family helping out with this and that. Um, but that's definitely, I'd say the hardest part is, um, you know, there's a lot of people that can make it out on the grid that can't, just due to financial reasons. And so, um, you know, I pretty much invested, you know, at the end of the year, you know, I pretty much look back and every dollar I had, you know, goes into racing. And so sometimes it's a tough pill to swallow, but, you know, you're throwing everything you got at it, you know, when you're there on the race weekend, you can't cheap out on what, you know, that extra rear tire and qualifying or, you know, and so that's just kind of how it goes. And, um, but that's kind of the toughest part. Like even right now for me, these last couple rounds um, are pushing it. So, you know, I got a few people that's just kind of helping, help me get there um, and help finish out the year that, you know, we've started being that we're, you know, fourth in the championship right now. And that's right. we're still, we're still in it, you know, so that's right. just trying to, you know, by the, by the grit on our teeth, you know, just trying to, uh, to get through the end of the year. Listen, and you can do it. I have every faith you can still win this Twins Cup for sure, one hundred ten percent. So, out of out of uh, the the next two races coming up, uh, Pitt and uh, Jersey, which one of those two is your favorite tracks out of the two? Mm. Uh, I seem to to go pretty good at both those tracks. Um, it's actually two tracks that I haven't got to ride the last two years um, because I was hurt last year. That's right. So, um, but I'd say that I, I like the surface at Pittsburgh definitely better than New Jersey. And I like that there's some elevation mixed in there. So 
I think that it'll be a lot of fun to get back to Pittsburgh and, um, and, you know, just keep on developing our bike. And um, we had a pretty good setup at um, other tracks with elevation, like the Ridge. So I think that, you know, we should be, we should have a pretty good baseline. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Oh, speaking on uh, touching back on Star Wars, I know we're going back, dude. Have you watched The Mandalorian? I, I know you have, right? Oh yeah, yeah. What a great series! And the Sokas get ready to come out. Yeah, I just wanted to th- throw that out there because it come to me. I was like, man, The Mandalorian. Yeah, what what a series. Um, yeah, man, dude. Listen, two rounds left. Uh, you're not that far. We already said that back in the championship, man. So it's it, it's a lot to uh, a lot to gain and still a lot to lose, right? Um, Hopefully these these next two rounds, you already know I'm gonna be cheering for you, me and Jules for sure. I hope it goes smooth and and you get those W's, man. Yeah, absolutely, man. To help you out for for next year and and you still touching on on the sponsorship side, I can see where that would because I've been trying to figure out ways trying to get a sponsorship for the podcast too, right? So I have no idea even where to begin or how to go about it, you know. So maybe that's something you, you can help walk through with us on here right like like how do you do that do you just put a portfolio together and and say hey i'm looking for this but in return this is what i can offer you guys at the same time and yeah pretty much um i've gotten pretty good with just like presentations um and just kind of trying to show you know what what they can gain um and you know how how them helping you can benefit them and so it's all kind of like a give and take. And if you can show them that um, that they'll gain something valuable, you know, out of you. And um, and that's kind of the biggest thing. And so I've been just trying to show them that uh, I feel like I'm a pretty, pretty marketable. Uh, and being like I'm a smaller team, you know, I have more opportunity to um, to to kind of do give a little more exposure in a way. I'm not as a. Uh, uh, stuck to uh, a certain look my bike has to have, you know, or certain colors, or uh, I can kind of have my my paddock display however I want. So I can kind of have it all made to, you know, just benefit exposure to their company or um, using some of the social media following and stuff in there. Um, so that's the biggest thing I feel like nowadays is, you know, I don't have that big of a following on, on social media. Um, but a good bit of engagement and interactions with people in like a specific group of racing and, and motorcycles and stuff. Um, so especially, you know, um, other guys with big followings, you know, kind of help use that as like a, uh, like a stepping stone, you know, with, with companies to kind of get them, get them interested. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, would you ever race the Isle of Man TT? I don't know if I could. No, I don't know if that if that racing is for me. Yeah, it, I mean, yeah, I asked that question, man, because I love the TT. Would I ever race it? I, I don't know, man. I mean, obviously, I'm not fast enough to do it. But back in my younger days, I probably give it a go. Why not, right? I mean, just just uh, it's it's just different, right? I love the Isle of Man, and I also like BSB a lot too. Do, do you watch BSB? Um, I don't watch it consistently. Um, but I always see like the highlights and stuff on Instagram and yeah, BSB is awesome. They, uh, they're electronic. They don't have a whole lot of electronics like, you know, we do over here in Moto America. So it's all, 
dumbed down to where it saw, you know, 230 horsepower motorcycles with hardly not a lot of light, uh, electronics on it. Right. Like, I think it's like four different stages of tracks control, you know, not the multi-billion that, you know, they have in super bike class. It's just like me and Ashton was talking about, man, you know, you, you sit on these super bikes and you're looking at it and you're like, I don't even know what button to hit or where to even begin on this thing. Right. And then you're, you're hitting all these buttons for all these different modes and trying to, uh, pay attention to the to 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 the your screen at the same time as you know trying to you know rip everybody's heads off and 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 be the fastest guy out there right um tires ain't cheap so on average how many tires do you go through on on the weekend in the twins cup uh so uh we get 10 tire stickers um for a weekend and it's 400 dollars a set yeah that's uh or a little over that um but you can also mix it up and you can do uh, more rears than fronts um, or you, you, know, you just get 10 stickers and you can use them front or rear. Um, so usually I feel like I, I spend about, about two grand a weekend on tires at least. Um, sometimes if I have some good takeoffs. I can get away with running practice on an older set or something. Um, but usually, you know, you're just trying to, um, you know, always be on new tires so that, you know, your setup is, is more accurate for race time. Uh, if you're like making changes off of used tires, it can just kind of, you know, have a different feel to it. So it's just constantly putting on new, new shoes, but that's right. Uh, but it's just kind of part of the game, you know, it is. So are you more front than rear or more rears in the front or is that depending from track to track? Um, it's usually always more rears for me. Um, like there, there may be a chance of qualifying that I'll run, I'll come in and, and do like a, a rear change mid session. Um, but the fronts usually last the whole session pretty easily. Nice. Nice. Yeah. And like I said, they're not cheap, man. There's yeah. Yeah. They're awesome. Man. You know what I'd love to see, man, in Moto America, man, is tire war. Bring Pirelli and, you know, Michelin and Dunlop all up yeah. in there and, and have this big old battle, man. I think it would be uh I think it would be awesome, man. And it's just like uh dude in Moto three and Moto two, they're getting rid of Dunlops and they're going to Pirelli's next year, right? That that's gonna be that's gonna change the game. That's gonna change your bike setup, your chassis development. I mean that that changes the whole game literally. Um, especially in those in, in those smaller classes. So we ha- we have a question that says on average, what does a race weekend cost total between registration tires and ETC? All that good stuff. Um, man, so it kind of depends, um, depends on the race and everything. But so since I do, I'm a season entry, um, you know, registration is, is 3,800 for the year. Um, and that includes a couple of mechanic passes. Um, you know, that has my registration for the year. Um, and so, you know, I'm not paying like registration, um, per like race to race. Um, but then, you know, then it's tires, fuel, um, you know, if you're paying a, a mechanic uh, and then you got just your travel and food and somewhere to stay, you know, all that kind of depends on, you know, what setup you have. You can stay at the track and save some money or, um, but I'd say that usually an East Coast round, being that I live fairly close to the rounds, I'd say that the round would cost me around four grand total 
um, to be safe. I mean, probably like at least three grand a weekend, like hands down. Um, but usually probably, probably more like 3,500 and up. Um, and then for like a trip out to the West coast where I drove out there and all that, <laughs> I'd say those two rounds had to cost double that. Yeah. 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 Double, yeah, double for uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, you ain't got to say that from here to Seattle, Washington, man. That's like, yeah, that's way. Yeah. That's, that's a lot, a lot of gas, a lot of food. So typically do, do you just camp out at the tracks? Yeah. Yeah. Usually we try to do our best. Um, out on the west coast i didn't have like usually i uh, use my grandpa's motorhome uh for some of these closer rounds but um for the west coast um i ended up just getting a hotel just because i was able to find a pretty good deal on a place close um be a good shower and stuff especially right. after uh driving straight out west you know just days straight um i think we made it like two days straight so i was last minute leaving so we didn't stop or nothing. So we definitely needed a nice shower and a good bed to sleep in. That wasn't the back of the truck. But um, on the East Coast, yeah, we usually try to camp out of the track uh, any way possible. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and it's a man. So I drove uh, across the United States four times. And uh, first time I went from here to Sacramento, uh, I want to say it took us like three days. Um, of course we stopped and then we, I went to Arizona. It was like two days. Yeah. And we pretty much, I mean, we stopped like once or twice, but other than that, it was switching drivers. You take a nap, I'll drive, you nap, I'll drive. Right. It's just, it's when you spend that long in a car, man, you yearn to get out. When you get out, you don't want to get back in. You're like, I don't want to do this. Right. Like, I don't want to get back in the car. Uh, so yeah, we, we have, we have another question here. It says my son is only four and just starting riding his PW on the track. So I have some time. But I was just curious. I'm not sure what uh, what the question is. <laughs> I, I'm not really sure what your question is, but yeah, we would love to see your son be a, a multi Moto America championship in the future for sure. All kids, right? And and listen, this is thing, man. Big shout out to uh, Michael Carrera and the F sfl mini gp right right uh man all them guys it listen that's where you need to take take your son hook up with mike down there and uh they'll put them on track you don't need anything uh just just show up and bring your kid or your kids and yeah they'll teach them and put them on bikes and and, and get you going for sure let's see i was backing up why i asked about the cost oh okay yeah i got you i got you yeah, yeah, it's it, it's not cheap, man. Uh, getting into road racing, um, it is uh, on a little kid, but even then, I'm sure it's it, it gets pretty expensive, right? Because you're you're always buying new bikes and the gear. The the gear is what costs too, right? Um, the gear is a big part of it. It's just like uh, you know, you are sponsored by Revit, so you get your suit for free, right? Correct, right? And, yeah, the um. Yeah, luckily I get a lot of help on, um, it's usually easier to get a lot of help on like product um, than, you know, um, like straight financial help. Um, so that's usually the most, the most cost in racing is um, like on this level is usually just the tires, fuel, travel, registration, like things that you can't beat around, you know. Right. Um, you can always work with different companies on some help on some helmets or suits and um, some help on parts for the bike and this and that. 
um, is a bit easier to get. Uh, but the biggest thing is really just, you know, the um, the financial stuff, you know. Yeah. Uh, like you can kind of choose certain companies to work with. And I've been fortunate enough this year to kind of build a relationship or over the last few years with some different companies on, on bike parts and everything and uh, and still be on a, a very competitive package. And so that's uh, that's been my main goal is just trying to, to build up that that help and um you know that's definitely the hardest part yeah it, it is that, that that was me replying i i'm sorry I, I can't see your name since jules jules actually hosted the video uh i can only see some people's name but sorry if if if, if i didn't know your name uh listen jackson man what an honor to have you on the podcast man we've been going out this for like an hour and 30 minutes it only seems like 20 minutes you know, I mean, it's we're going on an hour 30, man. So so we're actually going to cut this here soon because I actually got to go back to work. I'm actually left work to come here to podcast and I got to go back. That's how much my boss supports us, which is awesome. But listen, I would love to get you back on uh, me and Jules at the end of the season um, after Jersey, man, because I mean, we'll be there anyway. We'll, we'll get you back on. We'll talk about, you know, pick it up, how, how your whole season went. You know, and all that good stuff, and obviously the 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 six hundred Super Sport champ you're going to be next year. Yeah, we can get all, all that on, on the next podcast. But listen, what an honor it is to have you on. Before we get off here, let me do this giveaway real quick. While while, while I got people still on here, let me, let me see who wins this uh, signed poster and, and some stickers. I need to figure out how to put it up on the actual uh, thing, and uh, the winner is Robert Lackey, bro. Congratulations. <laughs> that is awesome. Um, so listen, let's uh Jackson, tell everybody where they can find you at, how they can get in touch with you, uh, all that good stuff, social media, the whole nine. Yeah, pretty much just um on Instagram is at jblackman underscore eighteen and then Jackson Blackman or Jackson Blackman Racing uh on Facebook and um yeah, I just I haven't uh, I've been doing the best about keeping up posting and stuff lately. But of course, you all know that uh, Moto America Live Plus, you know, shows all the action throughout the weekend, and uh, I hope we'll be up towards the pointy end this weekend. Absolutely, you will, Agent Action Jackson, my man, bro. What an honor! And listen, everybody, you guys already know where you can find us at uh, Spotify iHeart, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, yada, 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 all that good stuff. Uh, you know how to find us. So, yeah, tomorrow, uh, uh, once this ends, uh, the, the video will render, but it'll be on Spotify tomorrow so everybody can watch um, and listen and all that good stuff. But listen, uh, just stay on here for a second. I'm going to end the podcast. And, uh, again, as always, everybody, thank you guys so much for watching, listening, chiming in, all the comments, even if it's good comments, bad comments, it don't matter. We love it all. And we appreciate all the love and support all you guys give us. It's been uh, it's been overwhelming at times. It really has. And I just want to thank all you guys personally. Um, I, I really mean it. I do. So anyway, listen, Agent Axon Jackson and uh, on Pin to Gas podcast, it, this has been an awesome show. And I, I look forward to doing it again. Until then, we will catch you guys later. We are out of here.